Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How you doing, boo? I am struggling <laughs> today. You know, our listeners <laughs> must be like, you're always struggling. The two of you always get on here right after your intro and you got issues. <laughs> good and I'm energized and today I I'm still good but I'm just not energized Mm -hmm. um this morning I participated in a service project in honor of Cesar Chavez so the organization I work for we observe national days of service and Cesar Chavez day national day of service is March 31st well our campus is closed that day so we decided to observe it today, which is a little bit of a week before the actual day. Mm-hmm. So what the project was, was cleaning up our garden on campus. And so what that entailed was weeding garden beds and then putting out new soil and then planting new crops. So I was happy to get involved. Uh, they didn't have you um, planting cotton and picking cotton. You know today. what? I would have been like, <laughs> objection. This is not right. I'm gonna be like, hold up now. Let's let's discuss this strategically because I will go to the media. <laughs> no, we were planting um, things like radishes and onions, things oh, like that. That's because, nice. Sustainable uh, products. Yeah, well, because they're used by the commons on campus, and then mm-hmm. we have some classes that do like food science. So those products or crops, excuse me, are used for that purpose, but. In doing all of this, right? So you're bending over and you're using muscle. So my back <laughs> is hurting. And I said, wow, I was not even gardening for a long time. So I have a sore back. Mm-mm. So you're saying your back is whack. <laughs> today. My back is whack today. Just like crack is whack. <laughs> yeah. Public service announcement. <laughs> but not, not only that, it felt like the sun was beaming directly on me, just on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was your melanin picking it all up. So. I was like, okay. So here I am sweating. I still had a mask on, so I, I couldn't breathe. Uh, hot, back was kind of sore. Well, then when I was using the hand shovel to mix the old soil and the new soil, mm-hmm. I cracked my nail. <laughs> Did it hurt? No, luckily it did not hurt. So I'm that's thinking good. that the crack is just on the surface, which is the dipping powder part. And it's not- another, another case where crack is whack. Crack is whack. <laughs> there are multiple meanings to crack is whack. <laughs> so yes, um, I'm kind of struggling, but you know what? I said, I was not going to cancel our recording. We are dedicated. And mm-hmm. when we decided to- do this podcast, we knew it was going to require dedication. So I just was like, you know what, even though you're tore up right now, and you're tired, (laughs) and you're burned out by the sun, you're still going to get all your stuff together and meet your boo to record. Hey, so I'm happy. I'm happy to see you. And I'm happy to be here. Despite all the other issues I have going on. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you battling through your trials and tribulations to get here today. (laughs) Thank you, boo. (laughs) 
Well, my day. What, well, what about you? How are you doing? Sorry. See, I <laughs> no. told you I'm struggling today. <laughs> no, I'm doing well because unlike you, I wasn't out in the hot sun slaving away. <laughs> um, I enjoyed a nice cup of iced coffee. And nice. uh, thanks to a friend who gave, gifted me with the, the brown sugar that Starbucks uses. Um, Ooh, because it's sounds, really difficult to find. I was going to say, sounds fancy. A it good is. Friend. Yeah, he's a, he has a good friend. So the the brown sugar, I've been looking for it. And, you know, a lot of coffee shops use the Tarani product of mm-hmm. syrups. And you some of you may be familiar with that. And so one time he tried to, because I was complaining about how I really want to try to make these at home because, you know, Starbucks is quite costly if you go quite often. Mm-hmm. And so he got me brown sugar cinnamon and that was a big no-no because are you not a cinnamon fan it's not that i'm not a cinnamon fan but when you taste the coffee and you put that that syrup in there it tastes like hot tamales the candy so you have like coffee hot tamales that's disgusting that sounds gross (laughs) that does it just does not go so now i have this giant uh, bottle of tarani brown sugar cinnamon you know what there. might be good though, as a side note, I don't know if you drink fireball, but that's kind of like a cinnamon whiskey. Mm. Maybe you can kind of mix that with some fireball just to use it. Well, and that's why I don't drink fireball because it tastes <laughs> like hot tamales. <laughs> like still no. <laughs> so that just intensifies that flavor I don't like. But that my friend, um, he's the one who bought me that initial bottle. And so then he made up for it by finding the actual brown sugar that Starbucks uses. And it's buried deep within Amazon, I think is where he got it. And it's quite pricey too. Um, I think one bottle of syrup, it's not even a huge, huge bottle, but it's like $40 for one right. bottle. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he loves you and he knows you're bougie. So he yeah. was like, just let me get him his Starbucks brown sugar syrup. So now I've, you know, I've made, I've been able to find the formula for sweet cream that Starbucks uses mm-hmm. and I have the brown sugar they use. So now I make my delicious drinks at home. Sounds like some trade secret type stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> Thanks to former baristas who put that stuff out there. Yeah, I mean, hey. (laughs) They didn't sign the NDA clause. (laughs) You know what? Speaking of NDAs, because it's said a lot in the series, I'm currently watching The Dropout on Hulu. Are you watching it? I'm not watching it, but I know about it. Because, of course, I know about that case. And so, but, you know, I leave it to you to discuss it since you're watching it. (laughs) Well, so it's a limited mini series based on Theranos and the CEO, Elizabeth Holmes. Mm -hmm. And so Theranos, it stands for therapy and diagnosis. And that information was stated um, in the episode. And so what the whole mini series is based on is Elizabeth's idea to create a machine that could diagnose multiple diseases just with one drop of blood. Mm -hmm. But there's an issue because that technology is far in the future. Now this happened, I think in the early 2000s and they were telling Elizabeth then that this technology is like 10 years ahead, right? But she had this awesome idea to go forth and do this, which I'm like, okay, you can't fault her for having the passion and having the idea. And so she came up with this idea when she went to Stanford and she ultimately dropped out of Stanford, Mm -hmm. which is very significant. Because that means she did not graduate with no kind of degree, no kind of credential, right? And 
I always tell people there's other options outside of college, right? Um, my are. parents, my parents always said either college or the army for me. <laughs> and I knew I didn't want to go to the army. So college was the I avenue. couldn't even imagine you in the army. <laughs> yeah, no. I can't imagine me in the army. <laughs> so um for her, it's like, yeah, college doesn't have to be the only way to be a CEO of a company. However, her company wanted to create a medical device. Now- well, That takes some learning. <laughs> I, I would think, I would think you need some credentials behind that, but you know, she thought otherwise. But what was also eye-opening that Elizabeth was able to get investors to invest in her company without having any credentials. So she was presenting to all of these boards and all of these other CEOs and letting them know her idea, but yet she did not have a college degree. All she had really was a high school diploma. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I was reading about some of that, like, she must be very charismatic, which I've heard, because she swindled money out of Rupert Murdoch, mm -hmm. and uh, I think the secretary, former secretary of education, Betsy DeVoe, mm -hmm. and even the uh, Walton family from Walmart. Yeah. So these people who own billions, and she's like, she, and they dealt with businesses in the past, and she was able to convince them about her product. Well, she was really good with her words and really well-spoken, which I can admire about her. But at the same time, these people that she was able to swindle, basically, because that's what she did. She swindled them. And so I'm just looking at them like, okay, yeah, she's swindling you, but how smart are you to give this person all this money without any credentials and without a working machine? Yeah. <laughs> the machine never worked. And so, if, you know, if I had that kind of money, I'm sure I had a team. I'd be like, uh, you need to do a background check on her, please. <laughs> Something. Well, and I'm not going to talk too much about the series because I don't want to give it away. But there was one company who was kind of grilling her and asking her, you know, OK, what about the machine? Is the machine up and running? They're giving her hard deadlines to meet because all the other deadlines, of course, she didn't meet them and she wasn't able to meet them because the machine wasn't working. So the episode that um, I just finished watching, actually, out of all the episodes, this one irritated me the most <laughs> because <laughs> the head chemist of Theranos, he ended up not in a great place. And the reason being is because um, Elizabeth ended up being sued by one of her former neighbors. And the former neighbor was alleging that Elizabeth's patents were stolen and, and things like that. So basically Elizabeth stole this idea from him. Well, I gonna... was also, yeah, I was reading that. <laughs> I was reading that uh, when she was on the stand defending herself, she was throwing everybody she knew left and right under the bus, including the chemists and her team in her company. And she did not want to take blame for anything. And she said, they're the ones who should have known about uh, the science behind it, explained things to her. But then the counter argument was that she had a tight grip on everything within Theranos. So obviously she knew, but she's mm -hmm. like now scrambling to get all, uh, the place to blame on other people. Well, and it's very sad because this chemist, his name is Ian, um, I'm blanking on his last name, but he was on the patents with her. Mm -mm. So he did all of the science behind it. 
And she had nothing to do with it, yet her names were on the patent. So this chemist, Ian, was subpoenaed to testify against Theranos, but Ian had signed an NDA. <laughs> so it's like Ian was placed in a, in a you know, hard place. He's like, well, I can't testify against Theranos because I signed this NDA and I can get sued. But he wasn't even thinking about getting sued. He was thinking about not being able to work. And that's how passionate he was, you know, for chemistry and being the chemist uh, in Theranos. And so um, he ultimately did something very bad. Again, I'm not going to say, but it it just irritated me. And then when they let Elizabeth know what happened to Ian, her reaction was, well, we won. (laughs) He's he's not going to be able to testify against Theranos. Uh. And it's like, you know, this person that you've grown with and you have a close relationship with, who believed in you when you dropped out of Stanford, but still wanted to work with you, your reaction to something that's very detrimental to this person and, and his family is we won. So, like, how selfish of her. So that really just irritated me. I couldn't even watch the next episode. I was so mad. <laughs> well, I heard she, you know, barely showed any emotion uh, talking about those kind of things, you know, like, and the remorse that she did show was kind of, basically manufactured in a sense yeah so but yeah so that's what i'm uh currently watching i think i have one more episode and then i'll, I'll be caught up in the series but again i had to take some time in between because it really just pissed me off <laughs> I, I can understand because that's uh not that it's similar but in terms of those feelings uh people had to take a break when they were watching squid game when that was hot Mm. you know between all the emotional things and situations people are in people are like i need i need like a few days off before i hit the next episode that was me i was those people (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny because on squid games it kind of started off um i I guess a little slow but it still was a good Mm storyline and then the first game you were just so surprised like your eyes were open and you were kind of frozen like oh my god (laughs) No, it it did it take it took a big left turn towards the end if you stuck with it because I could see how people might tune out in that first half because they're mm-hmm. starting to establish the characters the world that they're living in yeah. but they they needed to do that so that the stakes were high and you understood why they were there mm-hmm. and why they were willing to do those things yeah um, but yeah then once people saw that second half it had them hooked like okay I need to watch this I need more so I'm <laughs> waiting on that second series or second um. Ep- not episode, second season. There mm-hmm. we go. So, but what are, what have you been watching outside of, I guess, maybe Squid Game? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that was a while back when it was hot with everyone. But <laughs> it's like, I watch everything under the sun, unfortunately. Well, not everything, but I watch a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. But so the thing that I'm keeping an eye on right now are the TV upfronts, where the networks are announcing which shows are canceling and renewing. And to me, that's always such an interesting part of the year when they do that, because uh-huh. uh, you want to know if your favorite show is going to survive or not. <laughs> and so I thought I'd share quickly with some of the uh, with the listeners out there some of the results of what's happening and your favorite shows might or might not be affected. But, you know, just this is a, the network TV shows, not like Netflix or Hulu, because okay. um, they make their announcements separately and everything. And they they're what they base their things on are. Uh, no one really knows their formula. It's not necessarily always about ratings with them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so with uh, the network shows, the ratings are a big factor, especially that demographic that, uh, where the commercials mean something, the 18 to, I think 18 to 49 or 40, something like that. But the, to cover some of the shows coming back or getting canceled with ABC. So if you, oh, love, no. if you love your ABC show, a million little things that's looking good to return for season five big skies looking good uh blackish is ending with this season um but that was already pre-announced the mm-hmm. sort of final season um if you like the connors which is the you know the return of roseanne's show um that's on the bubble don't so know you yet. know i could never get into the connors I, I watched Roseanne way mm-hmm. back in the day, but the Connors, I don't know. And especially, you know, after Roseanne had that issue with her mm-hmm. racist rant and stuff, I don't, I, that show, I never gave it a chance. It's, it's still got somewhat the same vibe, but with a lot of the modern elements of today infused within it. You mm-hmm. know, so, well, yeah. you know, what's funny. Mm-hmm. I eat loose meat sandwiches because of Roseanne. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> but I make mine with the ground turkey, not ground beef. <laughs> Fun fact. You hold it together with some cheese. Sure do. You got to get that glue in there. Uh, Not not a bougie meal, but it will um, satisfy. Not every meal can be bougie. There you go. Uh, Even even millionaires eat PB and J. There you go. Uh, But if you enjoy the Goldbergs, that's probably coming back for season ten. Although season nine has been awkward because the father. Uh, the actor who plays the father, Jeff Garland, he's been written out of the show, but um, they're finding ways to get around announcing w- how his character is gone. Like mm. he's at a convention or he's just not there for that episode. Uh, and then I don't know, they didn't want to rewrite the whole second half of the season. So mm-hmm. they're going with it. And then I, I'm sure they'll make some kind of, if they return for season 10, they'll figure out something to announce what's happened to the father. Um the Good Doctor, that's probably coming back for season six. Grey's Anatomy's, you know, on, everyone feels like it's on the, either you feel like it's on its 70th season or people are like, that's still on the air. Yeah. And, but yeah, they're coming back for season 19. This would be year. a record at this point. Yeah, they already broke that record in terms of, I think, I, I can't remember which record, like medical drama or, because you know, The Simpsons, I think, is the longest running show. Um, but they're animated so it's I mean so as long as the people who can animate it keep them going they're fine but in terms of like an actual live show with actors who have been on there imagine Ellen Pompeo who's been Meredith Grey has been doing that job for 19 years and hasn't (laughs) aged a day (laughs) yeah I mean she looks good still yeah she does but um the new newer comedy home economics that's uh on the bubble as well and then the cop show, The Rookie, is probably coming back for season five. And then Station 19, Shonda's other show, tied in with Grey's, it's probably coming back. For, it is renewed for season six. Shout out to Shonda yeah. Rhimes. Mm-hmm. I know we're still on ABC, but I'll, I'll blast through these. I'm not going to talk specifically about each one, but uh, in terms of de- in detail. But so there's uh, maybe there's shows I haven't hit up and somebody's like, where's my show? But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but some of the ABC freshman shows, one of our favorites, Abbott Elementary, they got, yeah, renewed for their second season, which we know. Um, the Promised Land, uh, they sent it to Hulu and it's not coming back. Oh, no. <laughs> is that where like shows go to? Yeah, because ABC, ta- ABC, their streaming network is Hulu. So 
they burned out the rest of their episodes on Hulu and they're like, okay, we're done. <laughs> um, Queens, the one with Brandy and all them, mm-hmm. it looks like that's on the bubble. I don't know if it'll be back for a second um, season. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot about that. Yeah, so, And that's on my list of things I have to binge to kind of mm-hmm. catch up on. There's um, a song from uh, that series. Well, it's a remake, so Ain't No Sunshine that Brandy sings and it's from Queens. So. Yeah, I, I've been watching it and I actually enjoy it. It's um, like one of those guilty pleasure shows where it's so over the top and they're so dramatic and I'm like I need I, I need these sisters to keep doing this so. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh lastly the wonder years the new the reboot that's coming back for another season probably and then now we move on to CBS so and CBS people make fun of because they're they're their demographic skews older the, uh, they lean a lot towards those procedural shows that mm. adults seem to like a lot <laughs> but you know what's funny is young college kids binge them they can't really? stand to watch them week to week but they'll binge them like criminal minds and well you know like it's that. retro yeah <laughs> but, but young people like to call everything retro <laughs> but um going down the list of shows from cbs uh be positive which is a sitcom they're on the bubble Blue butt, blue bloods. Uh, that's I can't believe that show. I thought is, you said blue butt. I was I like, know. what is that? Yeah, we're obsessed with butts. We keep saying booty <laughs> booze, <laughs> booties, butt. But um, blue bloods. That's the, the Tom Selleck show. I can't believe it's been around. It's going to come back for season thirteen, probably. Well, so, and that's another actor who looks really good. Yeah, he's really, really held up. Um, uh, one of my favorites that comes from CBS, Bob Hart's Abishola. That'll be back for season four. Things Happy to see that show doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, Bull is ending the, with season six. Uh, Equalizer with Queen Latifah. I actually enjoy that show quite a bit. And that's coming back for season three. Uh, and then the FBI shows, the main FBI series, the, the original, they're probably a lock to return for season five. FBI Most Wanted, which I enjoy because I don't watch the main FBI, but the Most Wanted one drew me because of the cast originally. Um, They're coming back probably for season four. And then um, Magnum PI is also probably coming back. NCIS is um, definitely coming back for season 20. Wow. So wait, I think the last NCIS, they were in Las Vegas? No, no, that's CSI. See, Lord. (laughs) See, that's what I tell you. (laughs) All these procedural shows out there. Uh, but NCIS Los Angeles, that's the one with Chris O'Donnell and LL Cool J. They're coming back. Well, no, they're on the bubble for season 14, if they do come back. Um, and then The Neighborhood, I really enjoy that one with Cedric the Entertainer. Tashina Arnold. Tashina Arnold, who mm-hmm. I love. She's fabulous. I've met her a couple of times and she's always amazing and so funny and, and kind. But uh, Tashina, I'm so glad to hear they've already been renewed for season five. And then uh, SWAT will probably come back for season six. Uh, United States of Al with the Afghan lead actor uh, character, that's on the bubble. And then Young Sheldon has already been renewed as well. So, and then in terms of the, the freshman shows that are going potentially into a second season, CSI Vegas, see they, they we, were just talking, we were just talking about that. They returned this year after many years off from their series finale. Uh-huh. And only two of the original cast members came back, but they're renewed for next season. And, uh, but I, well, w- uh, William Peterson definitely said he's not coming back. He's one of mm-hmm. the OGs from the original. Mm-hmm. He's not coming back for the second season. Uh, Georgia Fox is still on the bubble. I think last I heard she might not do it, but we'll see. So the new cast has to hold it down on their own then. 
And I don't let's, know how let's, people let's feel hope. about that. Yeah, because yeah. are, are these all brand new faces? They are. Yeah. yeah, so that would be tough. And then FBI International, which was the, the second spinoff from the original FBI, which I actually enjoyed. They're probably returning for another season for second season. Ghosts, which I've talked about on this podcast, they're mm-hmm. coming back and they've been renewed for season two. Good Sam is a doctor show. I tried watching it. I really didn't enjoy it. So, and they're on the bubble as well. And then um, NCIS Hawaii is coming back for a second season, most likely. Which okay, I so I wasn't crazy. Season. So NCIS is a destination somewhere, but I was just getting the destinations confused <laughs> with De- CIS and NCIS. Yes, well, <laughs> <Okay>. NCIS, <laughs> NCIS is like the naval, it's about the Navy um, procedural show. Mm-hmm. Where so it's all regarding their officers or who anybody who gets murdered who's affiliated with the Navy. Um, Got it. So then now we move on to the CW, and there, it's a miracle that they're still around because like their highest rated shows are somewhere between the area of one million and maybe two million, uh, only for a couple shows. Yeah. But uh, but you know they still make it work. Well, it's but, been years since yeah. I watched the CW. I remember mm-hmm. that was a big thing when I was growing up. So. It's amazing to see that they're still they're still kicking. <laughs> yeah, well, they started out with the WB. Mm-hmm, and then I they remember switched, that. Yeah, they switched over to the CW name. Um, but All American, that football high school show with Tay Diggs. Yes, Tay Diggs. I, yeah, I, right. I love I love me some Tay now. <laughs> no, no, he no. I met him too, and he's such a very he's a very nice man. But uh, they're renewed for season five. Batwoman is on the bubble for season four, so not sure if that's coming back or not. And um, the just this week there have been speculation about that show so and we still don't know if that's coming back uh charmed is also on the bubble the reboot of charmed mm-hmm. so they might not be back for season five don't know yet well Stop. and charmed was around when i was a teen well the original charm this is the reboot with uh, wow. completely new actors but then dynasty which is also the reboot from the 80s show uh they they're on the bubble for season six the Flash got renewed for season nine, but it may be the last season next year. Oh, uh, I mean that's a long time that they've been around and maybe and I have. There's some seasons that have been so dicey in between. We're like, I don't know why I'm still watching this. <laughs> You're like, but I am. You were part of the the one million viewers, David. Yeah, I am. I am. These CW, these, especially the CW, is the, the the home for superhero shows. So. I'm there, but you know, I have to say Grant Gustin, the guy who plays the Flash, he, I've met him like three or four times and he's the, always the nicest person. Like if you meet him and he's just gonna put, I don't know if he feels up to it or not, but he'll always put on a great face and greet fans with, you know, uh, the kindest soul that he is. And yeah, yeah, he's just warm eyes and warm smile. So he's really kind. Um, In the Dark is another show that's on the bubble. They're waiting to hear what's happening with them. Kung Fu uh, has been renewed for season three, which is great. It's an Asian, mostly Asian cast. I'm happy to hear that. And I'm there. They just season two premiered recently. So I've been watching that. I'm in the middle of watching season two. Legacies, which is a spinoff from Vampire Diaries that's on the bubble for season five. And then one of my favorite CW shows, also a hero show, Legends of Tomorrow, that's on the bubble for season eight. And that show is ridiculous. If you watch that, you know, the plots are just all over the place, but only a show like that can get away with how crazy it is. Like, so it's like a squid game, but. Well, people people don't die in such a graphic way, (laughs) but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they parody Squid Game in that show. They they can do it. 
but um, and then just to finish up CW, Nancy Drew is renewed for season four. Riverdale is renewed for season seven, but it's probably maybe the last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't believe that that show has made it this far because it's gone off the rails. Uh, Roswell, New Mexico, is still waiting to hear if they're going to get renewed. Star Girls waiting to hear if they're if they're renewed. And then Supergirl ended with uh, season six. They're done. Uh, Superman and Lois is probably the biggest hit for CW right now. And they're renewed for season three. Walker is renewed for season three as well. And then of their newer shows, All-American Homecoming, which is a spinoff from All-American. That's mm-hmm. um, on the bubble. We don't really know what's going to happen with them. So is Tay uh, Diggs in that one as well? or is- No, I think it's spun off from another um, younger character. Okay. Felt, but I'm not I, I'm sure essentially they cross over on occasion but I don't mm-hmm. watch the new one so I don't really know mm-hmm. and then the 4400 which was a reboot of the original 4400 show that's it's funny the site that I was reading uh about it they called it DOA basically dead on arrival so <laughs> <laughs> they never had a chance so it's probably oh no back. at least they tried they did <laughs> uh Naomi which is the black superhero show that's on the bubble right now and then um, now moving on to Fox, <laughs> we're almost done, people. And like they're like, oh no, I'm having flashbacks of the wrestling episode. <laughs> but no, I, I wasn't it- going to say anything, but I was like, yeah, this does remind me of the wrestling episode. Some, I mean, some of these segments, you know, they take a while because I want like, what if you've been waiting for me to talk about the Fox shows? Here they are. Here, here they are. <laughs> And you know, like luckily, I'm not covering every network, just the main networks. <laughs> but, say, if you went to Hulu and Netflix and Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no worries, no worries. So I will finish out here. Bob's Burger renewed for season thirteen. Good Call to hear me. that because I like Bob's Burger. Do you really? Yes, that's my guilty pleasure. I honestly didn't know you watched that. Yeah, I do. Not every week, but it's funny. Uh, my favorite episode, of course, when Jean was Queen Latifah for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to see that renewed. <laughs> Good. Uh, Call Me Cat, which I've actually enjoyed. It's on the bubble for season three. So not sure if it's coming back. Duncanville, not sure if that'll be coming back, which is another animated series. Family Guy has already been renewed through season 20. Um, the Great North has been renewed. That's another animated show. House Broken, which is uh, about the pets, is also animated. They're uh, waiting on a renewal, any word on renewal. And then of course, 911, which I love, that's pretty much a lock to return for another season, season six. Shout out Nine- to Angela Bassett. Yes, she's she's on that amazing, show. amazing Yay. on that show. I love her. Uh, 911 Lone Star, that's probably coming back for season four. The Resident, probably coming back for season six. And The Simpsons are renewed for season 34. Oh my gosh. I know, that's crazy. The Simpsons are almost as old All as my life. <laughs> Um, in terms of their newer shows, The Big Leap, that's been canceled. It's that dancing competition show. Uh, well, it's not a competition. It's about uh, actors. They're actors. It's a series, but they're trying to compete to be in a dancing competition, like So You Think You Can Dance, but it's a dramatic version. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cleaning Lady, which is an on- interesting show. I started watching it, and I could go with it coming back or not, but it is likely to return. Fantasy Island, renewed for season two, which I'm surprised by. Um, our Kind of People, that's on the bubble. Pivoting, which is a comedy I enjoyed uh, with a nice cast, but that's on the bubble too soon to tell whether or not it's coming back. And then Welcome to Flash just premiered on Fox. 
So they don't know if it'll come back or not. It's such a strange show. I really, the first episode was very off-putting to me. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine really enjoyed it. She tweeted about it and the show saw her tweet and they wanted to send her a full of stuff because she loved the show. Oh, wow. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. Is, so Did she tell you what she got, what they sent her? Not yet, because uh, they're going to mail it out to her, but it's going to be swag. They want to send her a swag, probably like a t-shirt and tote bag and all the stuff, the usual swag that people get. But who knows, there might be something really good in there. So I'll mm. find out from her. Um, and then I think lastly, we got NBC to cover. And there's not as many, but The Blacklist is coming back for season 10, which I'm happy about. I actually enjoy that show quite a bit. I'm surprised it's made it this far. And last season, they lost their main actress, but they still carried on without her. Okay. Uh, All the Chicago shows are coming back. Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, and Chicago PD. And then Law & Order SVU has been renewed up to season 24 now. Um, Law & Order Organized Crime is probably coming back for season three. Mr. Mayor just came back uh, for season two, but they don't know if it'll be back for season three yet. New Amsterdam is ending with season five. And then This Is Us is in its final season as well. Mm-hmm. And that'll be ending right now. And then- I actually young- just watched an episode oh, of This you? Is Us last week and it was, they were celebrating Thanksgiving. And the mom, she had something to tell the kids, but I fell asleep. So I didn't even get to see what the mom <laughs> told the kids, but it looked like it was going to be tense. So I have to go back and- um, you need to find it. out. Yeah. I know, don't tell me, but I had a feeling it was going to be something. Look, anytime yeah. they sit somebody down on that show and they need to talk, it's going to be intense. Well, and also when the mom lets one sibling know, I want you to handle whatever, you know, yeah. almost kind of like discussing the will. So I can kind of mm-hmm. tell what it was. I just fell asleep when it was actually, you know, announced what she was going through. So. You're like, not my problem. I'm going to sleep. No! <laughs> Just... <laughs> I was trying to hold, hold on, but I was so sleepy. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> sleep gets you. Uh, Young Rock, which is Dwayne Johnson's show that season two just premiered, but they're still waiting on word for season three. And then of the freshman shows, American Auto is on the bubble, which I actually quite enjoy. It took me a couple episodes to get into it. But once I did, uh, I started enjoying it. It's kind of like how I felt about The Office when that first came out mm-hmm. and uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Those two shows gave me that same feeling. But once I got into them, I hope American Auto gets gets a chance like those two shows. I, I, I hope so too, because it is good. The first episode was kind of quirky a little bit, but then mm-hmm. the longer you watch, it kind of grows on you. Well, and the storyline is funny. You know, yeah. you have the CEO who doesn't know anything about cars. <laughs> Like, so. okay, just to hook some of the people with a joke, I think this is in the first episode or first or second, but this cracked me up so much. Um, <laughs> like uh, they developed a car, a no driving touchless car, right? Do you recall that? Uh-huh. Uh, and then, so then it hit a black person. But it was only designed to see white people, well, right? <laughs> not, not, it wasn't designed to see that. It, it was designed, It the algorithm can't distinguish between night, and, and dark and so it thought the black person was nighttime i guess and but so, so then, they do us? well i know and then well, they addressed that because even the white execs like so basically you're telling us that you designed a racist <laughs> car and the guy who designed the car is black <laughs> and like, so he's well? like well that's not true because we tested it it also hit indian people <laughs> people of color it's gonna hit basically color. that's what they were saying oh so this thing goes around killing people of color 
they're a fun group. They're quirky. Yeah. They are. And that's in the first episode. So, okay, with that joke, I have to keep giving them a chance and see what happens. <laughs> but um, the end game, which I talked about in a previous podcast, I'm really enjoying. I please hope it comes back for another season. Uh, Grand Crew, which I hope comes back. It's on the bubble, but it's an all black cast in LA. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not like I think we talked about this a little bit, but it's nice to see. Oh, I think you and I talked about this personally, not on the podcast, but it's nice to see a group of friends kind of like the white, uh, the black version of the white group of friends and show friends. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, uh, all different levels of success, all different backgrounds, but they all come together to, to hang out, talk about their lives and just this normalize that black people don't have to be from the hood or you know well, ghetto or ratchet. and we saw that years ago with living single because yeah, exactly. living single was a group of women they were all professional one was max was a lawyer clearly this character she was the editor-in-chief of the magazine regime was bougie hey <laughs> <laughs> and then sinclair was kind of quirky so that was the black version of friends so mm. but no i really hope um it's grand crew Grand right? Crew. Mm-hmm. Yes, I really hope Grand Crew comes back because I do want to see that show survive. The last episode that I did see of Grand Crew, it was, I guess, one friend who's in love with another friend but doesn't mm-hmm. want to tell him. She gave him dancing lessons. Yeah. And they had a little moment of connection. <laughs> and then they were at an art show because one of the friends, I guess, had an art gallery. Mm-hmm. And then um, the guy kind of looked at the girl and saw her in a different light. And again, I fell asleep. So <laughs> Well, and then their photographer friend took a picture of the girl and she looked longingly in the photo at him because there was a photo of him in the foreground, the guy that she likes mm-hmm. and her in the background of the bar because she works at the wine bar that they meet at every week. And she was kind of looking at him longingly in mm-hmm. the photo. And he noticed that when he saw the actual art piece. So he was like, oh, but then the problem is he got a girl now. He do. mm <laughs> So, but that would be interesting to see how that show kind of carries out that storyline. Mm-hmm. So I really hope it um, survives. Yeah, me too. Um, La Brea re- was renewed for season two, which I started watching, I think four, four or five episodes of that. And it just got more ridiculous with each episode because they, you know, basically fell into a hole in LA that opened up and they're now in a world of dinosaurs. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You're like okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I have to still yet to finish season one but it's been renewed for season two uh, law and order is coming back probably for season 21 ordinary Joe just got canceled um, and then the thing about Pam just started as a limited series and because Renee Zellweger's in that so she's doing tv for this uh, I haven't watched it yet but a friend of mine says she really enjoys it and then night court is coming back uh at some point this year. So I don't know if you watched the original Night Court from way back in the day. I used to watch it as a kid. I think the jokes probably went over my head Yeah, when I was a kid. I remember it coming on, but I think my parents were watching it. So it was something like, I'm not watching that, but okay, it's in the background. You know, well, I just remember how sa- sassy Marsha Warfield was in that show. <laughs> and now she's plays a mom on 911 of one of the characters. But yeah, she was, uh, she was a sassy bailiff. Um, but yeah, that's it for the network shows rundown, canceled or renewed. And everyone's like, thank God. Maybe, you know what? Next time I'll break this down into one network per, per episode. <laughs> well, thank you, though, because that was helpful. So, and I kind of just watch shows, not religiously, but if I catch them, if I see them on, I'll watch them. 
So I'm more of a Hulu Netflix person. Mm-hmm. But thank so you. So you might that. be one of those people that are like, I like that show. Okay, where's the next season? And you don't even know there's no more season. Like, wait, what? What happened to them? And what a lot happened of our... to the hamster? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of our college students are that way because they'll say, oh, I like this show. And I'll say, you know, that got canceled. They're like, it did? <laughs> but I just started pinching it. Well, at least you updated them, boo. I did. <laughs> And now I updated the listeners of this podcast, and even though they're groaning at what I'm saying. Well, look, we're here for you. You know, I, this is funny because this takes me back to when I was in middle school and high school, and I actually did this kind of stuff to my classmates. I would tell them which shows were renewed or, or were canceled. I would go over the top 10 music charts with them from 10 to 1, and I was suspenseful. Like, I thought I was like Casey Kasem from back in the day. Why not? Channel yeah. it, if that's what you want yeah. it to be. <laughs> and for those of you who are too young now, Casey Kasem is basically what Ryan Seacrest is now. So. Yep. Yeah. So... Well, didn't Casey Kasem do the New Year's Rock and Eve before Ryan Seacrest? He did. Well, he, yeah. passed, he passed the mantle mm-hmm. to Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. So. So. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, I'm sorry. Casey Kasem did not. Let me correct that. That was uh, uh, Dick. Um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Dick Clark? Dick Clark. Thank you. Dick but Clark. What? Dick Clark did the Rock and New Year's Eve and American Bandstand. Okay. Casey Kasem did uh, the Top 40 Countdown every week on the radio. Which Ryan Seacrest does both. Yes. So he took over for both. He took over for both grades. Shout out to Ryan Seacrest. Get your checks. Well, that man does every job under the sun. I don't know how he's time to sleep. So, well, I have not been watching um, the shows religiously, but what I have been watching religiously this week are the confirmation hearings of the Honorable Katanji Brown Jackson. Congratulations. Yes, hand clap to her. Just shout out to her. Um, She has a beautiful character, beautiful spirit. And the way she's handling the scrutiny from the white men Yeah, they're trying to come for her. They are trying to come for her. She is just handling them with grace Mm -hmm. and patience and smiling. And it's sad that, you know, some of the senators are questioning her qualifications for the position. And I understand it's a formality, but it's evident that she's qualified for this position. Yeah, I was reading into her background and she's got a spotless record. Yes. So for them to grill her with this nonsense, it's very sad. But just just from the pictures that you see, you can tell in her head, she's like, this is ridiculous, but... (laughs) Let me just go ahead and answer these questions. And she has a very uh, funny way of thinking because it's basically like, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to answer it in a way that kind of gets smart and lets you know that you're dumb for asking this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put people in their place. Yes. But just to go back real quick to the pictures that I've been seeing, I know the, I don't know if you saw it, but the viral picture of her daughter, the way her mm-hmm. daughter is looking at her, that yes. just tells you everything you need to know right there. For yes, because her daughter, well, one, it's her mom. I know she's very proud, but mm-hmm. a woman of color looking at another woman of color. Yes, and saying, I can do that. That could be me. And that's my mom. She did yes. that. And all the other black girls watching. Exactly. So, so and I know that the honorable uh, Katanji Brown Jackson does not know me, but just know that this <laughs> black sister is praying for you, girl. You got a whole bunch of people praying for you. And prayer is powerful. So um yeah, just keep on doing your thing and yeah, making us well, proud. You know, the thing is, you, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson vacated the position of judge of the United States District Court for the District of Columbia. That's a mouthful to say. <laughs> 
But because she vacated that position going into the Supreme Court now, um, Biden, Joe Biden filled that, you know, uh, with uh, for, Florence Yupan, who's going to be the first Asian American woman on the federal court in DC federal court. Hey, look at so, all these women of color doing things. Yes, and, you, you know, go, as, girl. You said, as you said, Uncle Joe be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Joe. <laughs> Some things, you know, we're questioning you on, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. other things you're, you're doing it right. So, but the thing is, is what's important at the end of the day is that this representation means something to young people so they mm -hmm. can aspire to something and say, the system is not holding me down. I'm holding me down. Yeah. So these women and women of color fought through the system to get to where they are and the, and they're helping, helping to open these doors for young people. That is, yeah, I agree. Well, and that's why representation matters, right? And exactly. that's that's what um, has been preached as of late. I would say what maybe just what ten years ago you've heard that representation mm -hmm. matters because before there wasn't people of color represented in these uh, certain positions and in high power. So, but I also wanted to um, shout out Katanji's sister locks. So, <laughs> gotta talk about the hair. <laughs> I do gotta talk about the hair. Well, because the Crown Act just passed. And for those of you who don't know, the Crown Act is um, a law that was signed banning discrimination for natural hair in the workplace. And it's sad that this act is fairly new. You know, it hasn't been around for so I wanna say it was just signed this year. So, Kataji Brown, she has a natural hairstyle. And sister locks are different from dreadlocks. So um, if you look at Katanji Brown, you can see that her hair is locked, but it's a tiny lock. Mm -hmm. And they're created using a special sister locking tool that creates a small lock from the ends of the hair to the root. And a black lady, her name is Dr. Joanne Cornwell. She actually created and trademarked sister locks in 1993. So shout out to her. I actually Googled her and she's a very beautiful black woman with very beautiful sister locks. So, and then also um, I wanted to go over briefly the main difference between sister locks. And I kind of already mentioned that, that uh, the sister locks are tinier and mm -hmm. then the dreadlocks are larger. And the small I think locks- more people, more people are familiar with dreadlocks because of reggae and, you know, mm -hmm. kind of things that they've seen. Well, and I'm familiar with sister locks because a couple of my aunts have them mm. and they've been trying to convert me to get sister locks. <laughs> and I just, I have no desire to lock my hair at the moment, but they're really nice. If you take care of them the right way, um, they're very beautiful and Katanji's are very beautiful every time I see them. So, um, and also the sister locks, they minimize the tension at the root of your hair. Mm. So I felt it was necessary to shout out uh, Katanji's sister locks because again, they're beautiful. And I wanted our listeners to know the difference of sister locks versus dreadlocks. So- mm -hmm. Well, thank you for the education. <laughs> You're, there you go. No, I so, truly appreciate that. Well, you want some sister locks now, boo? I don't, cause I, I just want <laughs> hair. I would just love some hair, please. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is 2022. If you wanted sister locks, we could do- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> well, every time I go to the shop, because so I, I do braids. And so um, I'll go to the shop and I'll see someone starting their lock journey. That's It's a journey, you know, start out short and then they keep growing. Mm -hmm. But every time the stylist, they have earbuds 
in their ear and they're like locking the hair and they're in the zone. They're like vibing. And I'm like, I wonder what they're listening to to get that lock started. You know, that's always an interesting thing when you see people and they're listening to something, right? Yes. So um, whatever those stylists are listening to, it is working because your art is beautiful. When the sister locks are done, when the dreadlocks are done. It is an art. It is an art form. But speaking of what they're listening to, it's funny because I'm I'm obsessed with watching these YouTube videos where the people who own the channels, they actually actually walk up to people and ask them, excuse me, what are you listening to? (laughs) And it's a really good glimpse of the variety of things that people like to listen to or the parts of the country that people like to listen to think different kind of music, or, you know, it's an insight into somebody's universe and world. Like if they're being stopped in the middle of uh, the city and being asked what they're listening to. And then they, uh, what they, the, a lot of these uh, channels on YouTube do is they ask the person, they tell them what they're listening to, and then they show footage of them walking away. So then you're getting to see them walking back into the environment and now you know what they're listening to in their headphones and so when you pass by people sometimes some of you may have wondered i wonder what they're listening to and this series kind of delves into that it's not just one series but there's a lot of content creators who do this Mm -hmm. some some of the more uh, notable ones are nicholas nuvan and i enjoy the way he comes up to people and he actually asks different questions besides uh what are you listening to he might go to someone without headphones and say who's the most important person in your world? And usually they say my mom. And then he'll ask them what song makes you associate things with your mom. And so they'll say what it was. And so it's a nice kind of different kind of questioning. But you know, Nicholas has done a lot of different areas of New York. He's gone to LA, Pittsburgh, Louisville. And he's Colombian. So he actually did a series where he, or, or an episode where he asked the people in Medellin, Colombia, and you would think they're all going to listen to Latino music, but they don't. I mean, they did. There was a lot of that, but there's a lot of hip hop, American hip hop. Mm-hmm. There was uh, uh, a girl who listened to Jungkook from BTS. And I was like, all the, in the comments, everybody's like, go Army. Go Army. <laughs> <laughs> all the way in Colombia. Well, that's the beauty of music. It's so universal, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's what this series does. Like all these different series, like Rizwan is another one. He goes to college campuses. And college kids have such a diverse listening uh, playlist and interest. So on one hand, you might get somebody who's listened to classical music. You might get some underground hip hop. And on one episode, uh, I don't know which one it was, but some, uh, it was actually funny. Uh, it was an older white woman and she was listening to Amber Mark. And you, <laughs> and you love Amber Mark. Amber Mark so. Well, I'm happy to see that Amber Mark was shouted out on one yeah. of those episodes. So, and that's that's kind of what keeps you watching. A lot of people are listening to K-pop out there. And so when I hear K-pop artists, I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, so, if that happened to me, I'll be like, uh, duh, bougie boobs podcast. <laughs> and that's, it's funny you bring that up too, because a lot of, a lot of people out there listen to podcasts. Mm. And so then they'll ask them which podcast and half the podcasts have been about the economy or analyzing the market so people are really interested in that but others are kind of into what we do which is basically shooting the breeze about pop culture or making fun of certain things or culture um, culture yes culture <laughs> culture um another one that i listen to is now i think it's no wi-fi and he actually is in europe so he it uh, talks to people in amsterdam around other parts of the netherlands and germany mm-hmm. and so it's interesting to see what foreign people listen to out there and it's 
um, not as much hip hop and country as we do out here in America. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more varied in terms of dance style, dance music or rock and things like that. Um, but so I would encourage people to watch those series. Just look up uh, you, on YouTube, what are you listening to? And you'll see all these different content creators. And it's not like it's new. This this has been around for a while, but it's just resurfacing again. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of comments will say, oh, I'm glad this is coming back again. This trend is back. And it's really fun. Well, good. Well, I'm listening to, um, I know we talked about her last week. And thank you for your help on the pronunciation of her name. Hopefully I get it right. Is it Yolin? Yolin? <laughs> She's trying. She's trying. <laughs> You're laughing at me. Yolin? No. Oh, man. It's, it's, I know it's really tough because <laughs> the it's spelled with an L, but the L sound in Korean, there is no really L sound. It's more of an R-ish kind of sound. So it's more like Yolin. Yolin. Yeah, you're closer there. All right, you got it. <laughs> well, um, I know last week you had asked me, did I listen? And mm -hmm. I did it. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen so I can give you uh, my little report on the songs that I listened to. She's actually a very great singer. Uh, the song that I listened to was Summer or Summer. Mm -hmm. And it's an upbeat song. So it's her and it's another artist. But yeah. when I was listening, I did not get the other artist's name. Do you happen to know? Yeah, it's uh, it's with Dasam, and Dasam is her former Sistar member. Oh, see that, yeah. and we talked about Sistar last week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and so, and they're good friends, so they did that song together. So the beginning of the song gave me like a salsa vibe, which I liked. I'm like, okay, you know, good sounds. Mm -hmm. And then mid song, uh, one of the ladies kind of started rapping a little bit, <laughs> and so I said, okay, I can get with this. They were spitting bars, and it was like, do you like that? Do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> which I enjoyed. And so the particular, or this song, excuse me, it started mellow and then it naturally progressed. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a really good song. I, I really it. like it. So thank mm. you for um, putting me on to Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, hey, good job. Ah! Woo! <laughs> well, and then after that summer or summer song played, um, a slower song automatically came on because you know how YouTube will do the autoplay. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, is it called You Know Better? I believe it's You Know Better as a song. It's just, uh, like I said, slower arranged song with a nice melody. And then from the subtitles, um, I got that it was a heartbreak song. Mm -hmm. And there was one lyric in the song that I really felt and she kept saying it. And I was like, man, girl, <laughs> you were, you were uh, hitting home with that one. And the lyric was, I just needed a friend. I guess you didn't. Oh. <laughs> it was powerful. <laughs> but not only that, but the visuals were good because she was all alone and she had all this black writing on her arms. It was very, um, I was going to say, I guess, artful. I don't even know mm. if artful is a word, but I got a lot of art. Artistic. So, artistic. There we go. <laughs> And I know that you recommended I listen to is it Dolly Dolly and Laylo uh, Laying Low Laying Low mm -hmm. Okay, well, I will have to get back to you on those two songs. <laughs> <laughs> they they have more of a um, hip hop R and B vibe, if anything. So. Well, I'm gonna listen to them, but I just hadn't got a chance to listen to them. So I'll let you know how I what are my thoughts on those uh, two songs that you recommended. But the songs that I listen to. Summer or summer, or you know, and you know better. They're a really good song. 
So That's, thank you. Yeah, our tastes are so different. It's funny that you enjoyed those because I don't like those songs as much. So. But maybe because I don't have anything else to compare them to. That's true. They're my first two songs, you know, so. But then you listen to Dolly and Lay and Low, like, I don't like those songs. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I'm interested now and maybe the listeners are too. But then um, I went down a rabbit hole because again, you know how YouTube just kind of does the autoplay thing. Mm-hmm. So a Sistar song came on because Yo Rin and Sistar, <laughs> they're, they're closely connected. Have you heard the song Touch My Body? Of course, that's one of their big hits. So it was an acoustic version. And it had the four members on a stage and it had the guitar player. And we talked about this before. We like acoustic setups because mm. it allows you to really see and hear the artist's range and their talent. And the song was catchy. And I started to sing, touch my body, touch my body. Like this. <laughs> so I really got into it. So that was the Sistar song that I listened to while checking out Summer or Summer. Great. So, well, and thank you again for putting me on to those. Yeah, I'm two. glad, you know, uh, maybe we'll slowly get you more involved with K-pop Corner whenever those segments come <laughs> on. <laughs> maybe now I can actually participate in the conversation. So, so but since we're oh. talking about songs, I want to quickly touch upon the American Song Contest which, um, you know, some of you listeners in America, you might be watching or, or, or saw that it's on and it's hosted by Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg. Uncle Snoop um, Doggy yeah. Dogg. <laughs> America's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, not he, the, the song contest itself is based on the Eurovision Song Contest, which I will talk about that in an upcoming episode because it's Eurovision season and I'm super excited. So all of you out there, get ready because I'm going to go off on this Eurovision Oh journey. no. Because I'm obsessed well, oh, with yes. Eurovision. Not oh no, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm obsessed. Well, thank you. Oh yes. yes. But, uh, but I'm obsessed with Eurovision. And so I was skeptical about the American Song Contest because what makes Eurovision so beautiful is that it's all the countries, most of the countries in Europe who come together for a big song contest. There's like two semifinals. People go through the, each semifinal to the finals and all of your votes, you can't vote for your own country. So you vote for other countries. And um, the song contest has been around for a long time. I'll give more details about that later, but the song varieties are there. Like some songs sing in their native languages, um, different genres, uh, which you don't see a lot though is like hip hop. There's some, but not as much. So going into the American song contest, I'm thinking, oh great, it's gonna be all hip hop and country because that's what America listens to. But the first episode was presently a surprise. The, the, the song genres are varied. Um, all the contestants did really well, I, I thought, and, to, and the staging was interesting for most of them. And the nice part about the American Song Contest is it, it's all 50 states are participating with original songs, mm-hmm. but including the five U.S. territories, which a lot of Americans may not know. They're like, what? We own other parts besides the 50 states? <laughs> But uh, we'll learn today. Yeah, let me let me let you hit you up. Let me hit you up with some geography right now. So, one of those five U.S. territories, which U.S. Uh, the U.S. owns, are American Samoa or Samoa, uh, Guam, Northern Mariana Islands, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. And in the first episode, uh, Puerto Rico was represented uh, by an artist. And so, but uh, and the way is breaking down is there's going to be uh, five episodes of qualifying rounds, 
and then two semifinal rounds for all the qualifiers who get through. And in each qualifying round, three people are voted through by the public. Mm-hmm. And one one act automatically goes to the uh, next round uh, by a jury of professionals who are made up of professionals from each state, and they pick the best song, uh, whether whether they think it's the songwriting or whatever they uh, criteria that they use. So they automatically send one song through that doesn't have to go up to the public vote. And so they'll as those songs go to the semifinals. Those semifinal songs compete to go to the finals until we pick America's favorite song. Um, so as I'm interested, it's similar to the way Eurovision does things to a certain degree, uh, but Eurovision isn't drawn out in so many episodes as this mm-hmm. one is. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to wrap things up, because I'm sure I'll talk about this a lot, a lot later down the line when there's more episodes, but some notable artists, because it's not just unknown artists in this competition, there are actually artists that many of you may know. Um, so we have like Jewel representing Alaska. Michael Bolton for Connecticut. And he already performed. I actually really liked his song. It was very cheesy. And I actually put be a Eurovision type song. And that's another fun thing about Eurovision, which I don't know if America will capture, but mm-hmm. America's a different vibe. But Eurovision is very campy, over the top, and everybody enjoys that about it. Um, but Michael well, Bolton, and I'm a Michael Bolton fan. He's classic, classic. Oh, yeah. Talent. He's still got them vocals for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, and he still looks good. Yeah, so. he does. And then, and he cut his hair. <laughs> And then Jordan Smith, he was actually a winner of The Voice, but he's representing Kentucky. Uh, Cisco. Okay, does he yes. still have his platinum hair? He I'm does. Gonna... He still colors his hair, and but he's not doing the thong song for Maryland. Oh, no. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't do something that raunchy for Maryland. He's like, Maryland's like, no, we're not about thong song. Cisco, uh, sit down. <laughs> uh, the Crystal Method, which are these great DJs, they're representing Nevada. Macy Gray for Ohio. I try to say <laughs> I am nacho. <laughs> <laughs> but she's got a unique voice. She does. And then Christian Pagan for Puerto Rico, where he just performed. And he's actually the, uh, Ameri- the winner of Puerto Rican Idol first season. And then Alexa for Oklahoma, which is the coolest thing because if those of you who are in the know, Alexa is a K-pop star. And she's a pretty established K-pop star. Uh, but who would have thought Oklahoma would be represented oh, with K-pop? Random. Because yeah. you would think maybe country. For sure. That's yeah. what everybody thought going in. They're like, yeah. oh, Oklahoma's country. Like someone, because Blake Shelton and Carrie Underwood are from Oklahoma. Yeah. So why but, wouldn't they a have a country twist. artist? Exactly. Yeah. So that, that adds to the variety of comp- competitors in the competition, which I really enjoyed. Oh, and I forgot to add, along with the territories in the States, they're also including Washington, D.C., a separate entity um but so i'm interested to see where things go with this and uh keep you all posted and maybe you guys should watch well thank you thank you for putting this up on that no i'm actually interested to watch especially for uh cisco and macy gray (laughs) (laughs) they're coming there they're coming out (laughs) so well thank you so much for putting us up on game with the shows and what's coming back and what's in the bubble or on the bubble what's the the term on the bubble learning learned a new term today so what's well, about time we wrap up and let our listeners free <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they love being here they're like no you need to go another two hours <laughs> i mean if that's what you want let us know, well, let D- us know. dm us on our instagram bougie booze we would love to hear from you <laughs> any last minute announcements before we get out of here no we just want to thank you all for 
continuing to listen. I know there's some regular listeners and we really appreciate your support. As always, yes, we love you. And we will catch you later. And remember, boo, till next time, be bougie. And you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.